brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that shares your values. More information is available at CharityMobile.com. What if I told you that a Catholic priest got in front of his parishioners and instead of delivering the typical boring, inoffensive homily, complete with dad jokes, he instead gave a homily on sin and the reality of fiery perdition if you persist in a life of sin? Would you be surprised? Probably. What if I told you that a bunch of lay people then got up halfway through his homily and walked out, meaning they didn't even meet their Sunday obligation? Would you be surprised? Possibly. Our story comes from formerly Catholic Ireland, and sadly, it's not a surprising story in the slightest. The homily is so spicy that I can't play any clips of it for you or quote it extensively. But one source I have on this has links to it embedded in the article. So check return to tradition.org for the full sources list. You can go watch it for yourself. I highly recommend it. Let's dive into the story. We should begin with the Synod on Synodality because the context for this is important. We're told that we're a listening church, that the hierarchy needs to listen to the laity. In reality, the church is a teaching church, teaching the world about the gospel and the reality of sin and eternity. That's the reality of the church that Christ established. But this listening church nonsense that established by Vatican II has had some serious consequences for the real faith of the laity. And that's this. Among the laity in some countries, the faith is basically gone. Over on Twitter, which doesn't look like it's going to change at all, even under the new ownership, by the way, the Lepanto Institute was responding to Cardinal Gracious' comments about how the church promoted evil images because it's a listening church. Lepanto hammered them, saying, quote, we are a listening church. We are listening. We are not taking positions on anything. And that's a true assessment. Since when does the church listen to heresy and grave immorality? Since when does the church refuse to renounce sin and preach repentance? This is a disgusting response. End quote. Again, those were a response to Cardinal Gresh's statement. And it's a good question that they ask. And keep in mind those in mind as we look at formerly Catholic Ireland. From LifeSite News, we get the story of the priest who dared to speak at the truth. The priest is Father Sean Shahi, who was a visiting priest at a pretty typical Nova Sordo parish. He gave a fiery sermon on sin and eternity, condemning all the sins the world wants the church to normalize. Sins that the Irish have passed the legalization of by public consent in the past few years. The priest warned them that continued support of these sins has eternal consequences, and he called them to repent. For his bravery, his bishop punished him severely. From the article, quote, Father Sean Shea delivered a sermon over the past weekend while filling in for the parish priest of St. Mary's Church in Listowel Parish in the Diocese of Kerry. What is so sad today is that you rarely hear about sin, but it's rampant, stated Shea. It's rampant. Shea expounded on the necessity to deliver such statements, saying, that God has handed down, quote, a responsibility to seek out those who are lost. You have a responsibility to call people to an awareness of the fact that sin is destructive, sin is detrimental, and sin will lead us to hell, Shehi told the congregation. He noted that people have to, quote, admit you're a sinner in order to then, quote, repent and to seek, quote, forgiveness like the saints. There are people who won't like what to hear what I'm saying, Shehi observed. The day you die, you will find out that what I'm saying is not something I came up with, but is what God is saying. How will people know what God wants them to know if we won't tell them, he questioned. 
how will people who are lost be found if we as God's people don't call them? At this point of the homily, members of the congregation had begun to leave. The Independent reported that around 30 people left the church in protest at the homily. Shehi responded to their departure saying, quote, To those of you who happen to be leaving today, God help you. That's all I have to say to you. And God bless you who are here and worshiping God. After the priest's homily caused consternation among the media, Carrie's bishop, Ray Brown, issued a statement on November 1st, roundly condemning Shehi for his outlining of Catholic teaching. Quoting his super brave bishop directly here, I am aware of the deep upset and hurt caused by the contents of the homilies in question delivered over the weekend, began Brown. I apologize to, to all who were offended. The bishop further falsely stated that Shahi's views were not Catholic. The views expressed do not represent the Christian position, he declared. The homily at a regular weekend parish mass is not appropriate for such issues to be spoken of in such terms. I regret that this has occurred while a parish pilgrimage to the Holy Land is taking place. End quote. Check that again. The bishop said that the priest words were not Catholic. Fact check false. The bishop's response is not Catholic. The priest actually did the Catholic thing and warned people that continuing in sin would have dire consequences. His response was not the modernist response. And those are two very different things. The LifeSite article goes on to enumerate all the ways the bishop's response is not the Catholic response, but you probably already know what those are because they, they just quote the modern catechism. This begs a lot of questions, including a basic one. Is the bishop in question even Catholic? It's a rhetorical question some, that won't, some won't like, but it stands because the bishop just publicly denied the inerrant moral teachings of the faith that go back to the very beginning. Politicians in Ireland are calling for the priest to apologize. Yes, politicians are. And as of this time, recording this time, he has not yet. But if you're in Ireland and if he has since apologized, let me know in the comments. But my understanding is he's going to stand his ground. This brings us back to the reality of the synod on synodality. Mark Lambert asks the basic questions. Why are the bishops and cardinals apologizing for the faith? When asking about Cardinal Grish saying the church is a listening church, probably one of the most gross terms in the church today, and thus he's denying the most basic aspects of the church teaching, Mr. Lambert says something that needs to be said. Quote, it also begs a question. Why are cardinals listening to the extent where they then literally promote ideas which are fundamentally at odds with Catholic anthropology? Is it to give those who reject the call to holiness and embrace sin, the false idea that their sinful behavior is not at odds with what the church believes and teaches. Is that being kind? End quote. I could ask that same question of the Irish bishops who have sidelined the good priest who dare to, you know, teach the faith in a country that has left the faith and is in the process of outlawing public expressions of the faith. They've done that. Mr. Lambert goes on and says, again, something that must be said. The church only maintains its relevancy in the modern world by maintaining and teaching the faith, even when unpopular, especially when it's unpopular. Quote, does the church need to promote the ideas that the world already teaches, or is the church and the gospel the antidote to the hyper-focus on the flesh, false anthropology, and creeping relativism that plagues human progress in our modern society? Some of our children may be seduced by modern progressive ideas, 
But does anyone seriously consider that by reflecting those ideas back at them, the church will somehow become relevant? I would argue that the only way for the church to maintain its relevance is if it maintains its moral authority. The only way it can do that is by speaking to these issues, yes, with compassion, but from an intellectual and countercultural sp space inspired by the timeless teachings of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. From that gospel, which is ever ancient, ever new to every generation, if we are failing, it is because we are failing to preach the gospel to the next generation. And anyone who has skim read the word salad coming out of Rome these days, absent all mention of fundamental Christian truths, let alone the name of our Lord, you could hardly wonder why that is the case. End quote. Everything he said there is true, uncomfortable, but true. Mr. Lambert goes on and suggests you write to the Bishop of Kerry to reinstate the priest and let him know that he himself has just rejected the Catholic faith. You can get more details on on how to do that on his blog, marklambert.blogspot.com, and you can find a link to that article in my show notes at returntotradition.org. But I'm honestly curious about this because that story makes no sense to me. Then again, I'm not a modernist, nor am I a bishop without a spine who is so afraid of the monstrous Irish state that I'm one to throw one of my brave priests under the bus just to appease Caesar. I know that Robert Nugent at the YouTube channel, De Crevy Determined to be Catholic, has been doing has been going sort of nuclear on this story, and for good reason. Mr. Nugent is Irish and he lives in Ireland. Check out his channel for more information and probably more in-depth coverage than I'm giving you here since he's in the country and has a better idea of what's going on in once Catholic Ireland than most of the rest of us probably ever will. I'll close this by reminding you that it's been 2,337 days since Francis received the dubia and he never answered it. Morse Letizia central to this problem because in that document, Francis tossed out the gospel truth about the nature of the marital sacrament and by extension of the morality of the flesh making everything in the moral deposit of the faith fair game for the world to twist into its own image and for heretic bishops to twist into the world's image. That bishop in Ireland has no spine and clearly has been negatively influenced by that encyclical document and all its satanic contents. Remember the work of Francis in all this. He enabled this behavior and he needs to speak now and he needs to address things now. He needs to defend that priest, but he won't. I'm curious what you think about all this. Pray for Father Sean Shahi and his bishop that the priest stands his ground and the bishop has an interior conversion before it's too late for him. But again, I'm curious what you think about all this. So let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. Sharing this on social media helps a lot as well. Thanks to the patrons of this channel for your continued support. That is deeply appreciated. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.